Hi, hi, and welcome everyone to Experience Share. My name is Tanner Greenring, and I still have COVID-19. Oh, but you sound not as sultry anymore. I was expecting Roz from Monsters, Inc. to be on the other end of this call. <laughs> I don't have it anymore. It went away, but I had it, okay? And I think I deserve, I don't know, some kind of special commendation for making it to the end of the week here, making it to the battle that's about to ensue between Lovemaker69, Joan of Arceus, and whatever Alex Bug has decided to name his character. I can't wait to tell you all about her. Yeah, yeah, you can have a respete, Tanner. Two records Thank in you. three days also, while on COVID. Pretty good. Plus being a dad, oh, plus wow. your job. God, what a hero. I can hear uh, the Foo Fighters playing in the distance somewhere. <laughs> so here we are. We've made it the extra lengthy leg between last week's gym in uh, La Verre City to where we are now, sitting here with our good friend and third time guest. Third time guest. Wow. Alex Bug. My boys, literally, thank you so much for having me back. Always the height of a pleasure on a Friday night to be sat here chatting with you about this thing that we love so much. Mm, hearty Friday afternoon for old Josh yeah. and I. <laughs> like, likewise, other than that. Yeah, evening part. Wedging it between business meetings and happy hours. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as as long as you guys keep on recording, you're going to be getting those DMs from me every six months, just like <laughs> s- scratching at the door, like, please, yeah, where's please. Mine? <laughs> where's my nut? <laughs> Welcome back, Alex. We're very excited to have you. Um, oh, I didn't do nicknames. Let's see. It's always fun to do them on the fly. Oh, you're here. just going to come up with them? Yeah. Pokemon X. Well, who did we see? Uh Walk through. This is what you do. You open up the walkthrough. You go to the root. Some ice type bad boys. Um, and then we look for. Here we go. Drift. We scroll Blame. down. Who do we got? Available Pokemon. Drift bug. Something maybe with Avalug. Alex lug. Alex. Alex. Oh my god! It's like Alex bug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Y- yeah. Yeah. Alex bug. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Alex, yeah, it's bug? Just Alex, Alex bug. bug. Let's just roll with that one. <laughs> and then let's see, Josh, Fiel. Um, Weepin Fiel. Um. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, that like was last week. That was last week. Ping, you've done it with your own name too. Um. Fietwick. Have I ever? Have I ever blasted you? Uh, how about? I don't like where that's going. <laughs> Fjelfki. Fjelfki. Oh, for Kleski. Sure. sure. We're gonna take it at this point. Uh, my co-host, Fjelfki, and uh, and then and I uh. Tanner Crow. Tanner Crow. Good. <laughs> I can't wait to hear how this comes out in the edit. <laughs> Murkrow. <laughs> it's not top tier, but... The three of us play through each Pokemon game, gym by gym, week by week. We are on gym seven yeah. this week. Anastar City and Anastar Gym. The Frigid North. Little puffs of air as your overworld character walks around the map. That was a nice touch. But that's not where we started the journey, is it? No. We started we the started in Lavere. Started the journey in Lavere, uh, where we left off last week. Before we talk about anything else, though, I want to hear about Alex Bug. Who is your character this season, and how was their journey to Lavere City? I mean, first and foremost, I love these games. Honestly, I know that people rag on them for kind of being the point at which they became quite babyfied. Ooh, I have a scorching 
take about that. Give it to us. Give it to us. <laughs> we'll we'll put a pin in my we'll put a pin in my uh, in a monologue and please do clear the runway. I don't think it's the first game that is babyfied. I don't think it's the first game for little kids. I think it's the first game for competitive Pokemon players. One hundred percent. Yeah. To level up quickly, get through the game. Need a big post game. Need to be able to like put levels on Pokemon. There's just all these mechanics to make catching and leveling Pokemon very easy. Absolutely. That's a smart take, I think. It's all online too, so like there's an entire environment for competitive play. And with the super training as well, e- like it's so yeah. easy to find all the kind of IV training spots as well. And we just got the O power on this leg was uh experience points boost or something. <laughs> right. For <laughs> so like on 3 brand. minutes so you could like stack lucky egg, the O power for experience boost and experience share. Mm-hmm. That's the secret. And then every other game from here on out like is sort of the babification of Pokemon, but like it's because it's catering like this whole new market of competitive <laughs> it's players. Funny. It's either for extremely competitive players or babies. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually no no in between. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's my scorching hot take. Right. Please bug. <laughs> Tell us. I just think that like the art direction is absolutely exquisite, the like the French geography of it all, and I think that there has never been another game since or before with a better Pokédex where you just get this glut in terms of the access to such amazing Pokemon so early on. So yeah. it is definitely kind of yeah. up there. I'd say kind of top three for me. I love the French people. I just think they're yeah, yeah, we they're know. beautiful people. They have a beautiful language, beautiful culture. My co-host, Josh, <laughs> uh, has a slightly more challenging kind of take on the French people. I'm not that impressed. I'm curious, sort of, as a, as a Brit, Alex... What are your thoughts on France? Do you go often? Should I tell you what? I have never been to France before, which is oh, awful. So you're, and I can get there by train. You're painting a picture of your Not stance on the French people. Not even open to the idea. No, as in just there has never been, I don't want to say never been an opportunity. Like I never went there on holiday as a kid. I actually, I tell you what, I was supposed to go to Paris. I was supposed to take my husband to Paris for his birthday right at the beginning of COVID. And then obviously that got dumped all over. So wow. I had all the willing in the world <laughs> To see the capital. That's unbelievable. <laughs> just like usurped by the pandemic. <laughs> it's right there. It's just like yeah. so it's your it's your I think there's Idaho. a train that takes you most of the way. <laughs> For Washingtonians, we just skip Idaho and go straight to Montana. So France is your Idaho. Is that what you're saying? Very that, that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of similar similarities. Um but no, I mean I've said on the podcast before about how I love a themed team like I typically will do in like my normal kind of gameplays a lot of transferring a lot of trading as soon as I can yeah and since this is like the first game that I'm playing with you guys that isn't the hellscape of a Nuzlocke run <laughs> um <laughs> I decided to do oh, that's right it, literally I decided to do a monotype run with my beloved normal types <laughs> oh yeah so oh wow there we yeah go. so well kind of with a twist so i didn't want to, I, I kind of wanted to use the bare bones of a character that it was already established like from the anime or from the franchise before um so someone who was a little bit more fleshed out so this season i am playing as none other than the iconic rollout spamming brat herself goldenrod city's gym leader whitney oh. my fellow normal type advocate wow and does this whitney have a uh, certain um proclivity fleshed out is an interesting milk choice tank? of words <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she might do so in my head canon in this playthrough whitney has 
heard rumor of this kind of mysterious new fairy type that so many of her kind of beloved normal types have, like, you know, Clefairy and Jigglypuff have lineage to. And so she's decided to leave the gym in the capable hands of the beauties and the lasses that work there with her. And she has gone off on her grand adventure to the Kalos region to find out more about the fairy types that are prevalent there. Wow. All right. Pretty, uh, pretty strong canon. I see it. Yeah. Wow. And there's plenty of. Uh, I'm just waiting for the fur affinity check. Not really, just fairies, but <laughs> plenty. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that route with the go goat farm had quite a bit of a, a mill tank and a Tauros situation. <laughs> oh yeah. That I'm sure she um she found uh pleasing ar- arousing. But that's what I mean. I mean, the, the game is so fantastic to be able to give you access to such fantastic like a real. Obviously, I was kind of focusing more on normal and fairy types, but such a binge of amazing Pokemon so early on. If it was kind of like a regular playthrough, I love that you just have access to such... You can have so many fruity variations of your team by the time you get to like gym two. Right. Well, and the beautiful part of all the like farming areas and like experience farming areas like Cafe La Ya, which Josh and I are like essentially part owners in now, <laughs> you can like quickly level a new Pokemon onto your team too. So like mm. you can get really experimental and bring a Pokemon like pretty far into the game before you decide if you want to use them. It's just baffling though that this game and Oras were the games where they decided to, like from this point onwards, they decided to make the experience share compulsory it just how on earth was there not that conversation in the development room where it's just like maybe we should give them the option to turn it off it worked perfectly well in gen 6 yeah yeah the compulsory aspect of like sword and shield is so baffling it's just a but it's just a button like why not (laughs) oh you can't turn it off at all in sword and shield Mm -hmm. i think that was the first gen where they did that although i'm not positive wow but i yeah you can't turn it off at all Mm -hmm. so alex any highlights from your trip across kalos to this point like you said tana by just purely because it has such a focus on competitive play and there being so many spots where you can um you know ev train your pokemon whether it's through super training or whatever or even through like the horde encounters too yeah it's been really amazing to see how versatile the normal types are and how you really can kind of i think it's it's all too frequent that we kind of like fall back on our like tried and tested favorites like for me like pokemon like starmie uh ones that you know that are just kind of like those heavy hitters that are just going to take you through any kind of playthrough so i'm having a lot more fun in recent particularly as well you know playing along with you guys like for your series and stuff like right. challenging myself with the types of pokemon that i use so that they're, they're a bit they're more of the kind of the ones that you wouldn't expect and actually seeing that they are viable yeah that's been my theme for this game actually too mm-hmm. i'm just like i'm gonna try everything mm-hmm. i'm just gonna see see who jumps out at me see what sticks yeah like the only pokemon on my team now that i've ever used before is venusaur at this point i mean bulbasaur is number one for a reason right yeah. If it ain't, if it ain't broke. <laughs> so here we are, gentlemen. Laver City. About to head out into the great unknown. But first, there's that pesky business of Team Flare up at the Pokeball Factory. Yeah. We've been up there before. There's a Team Flare grunt up there. Every time you try to pursue him, he says, there's adult business going on in here, scram. Kind of shoves you away. But now uh, Shauna and Travis are up here as well, and they want to kind of bring the fight to Team Flare. 
So I don't know. Did you rise to the occasion? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just amazed by the sheer number of hedge mazes in this region. Like every single fucking <laughs> home and business owner seems to have some kind of maze on topiary, like topiary out front of their house. They are working these gardeners to the bone. Alex, you got to watch Monty Don's French Gardens on Netflix. He'll <laughs> he'll walk you through all the French gardens and they all have hedge mazes. They do love so those over there. It's not surprising to me. Yeah. And they also make a point of like saying how, because you can talk to the workers, the like two or three that they have, that they're like, well, this facility is basically all automated at this point. Yeah. But like we did make sure to build out a couple of hedge mazes. <laughs> there was room in the budget for that. Yeah. So yeah, you go inside, the the entire compound has been taken over by Team Flare, and they give us a classic Team HQ like conveyor belt puzzle oh my God. to solve. Oh, yeah. The PTSD of me getting lost in the Team Rockets game corner hideout <laughs> as a six-year-old. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I was like, just echoes <laughs> of Team Rocket. I thought, I, I'm really struggling with Team Flare this entire season. Like, I go back and forth constantly on like do i like them do i not like them but this this kind of brings them back into my my good favor yeah they do some classic shit yeah mm -hmm. it's just that capers. sometimes they go a little bit too far with their outfits it's a dang caper they're here to to steal all the pokeballs yeah they want all the pokeballs so they can just have all the pokemon great and these meddling kids keep fucking up our plans <laughs> it's obviously evil they're doing harm but they're not like hurting anybody just classic caper villains. I'm loving them again, guys. Yeah, this is a good scheme. Ba -ba -ba -ba. This is a good scheme. Pretty straightforward puzzle. You um you go in and defeat a bunch of Team Rocket guys, like flip the polarity on the conveyor belts, uh, and then go take on the like three um I don't know, what do we call them? The admins. I am obsessed with them. Oh, like, you like the nails, the hips, the hair, the pose, gay icons if I've ever seen them. <laughs> well, like, these, just... these ones are, I think <laughs> In so. Pride Month. So Celosia and Flare like, Celosia and Team Flare Bryony, yes. Yeah, yeah. These two I liked. Yeah, there are these like, I don't know, they're like lieutenants, you mm. know? Like the rocket executives. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're not nameless admins with the bad outfits. These ones have cool <laughs> purple or green different sunglasses and dyed complimentary hair and like yeah, the, suits. The hair and sunglass combos look great together along with the orange suits. Yeah. I'm into them. Gosh, they're back, huh? Team Flare is back. <laughs> But they're pretty easily vanquished. They have the the kind of like, bad Lipard. team yeah. flare Pokemon that you would expect. Super easy. Crushed. Yep. And then before you can really get too far, uh, Serena slash Calum want to taste. <laughs> Why don't you just give up, man? Break a chunk off uh, and let him have a taste. And then uh, that's it. Right? Yeah. No, no. This is where we fight with them. We fight against them later i think it's both we fight them also oh we fight them here too mm -hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of fights with the rivals on this yeah we have to fight leg. them again before the gym too and mm. it's like yeah you don't change up the strategy guy you have any idea how much it cost me to bring these three simi monkeys to <laughs> cafe la yeah to get them up to your level yeah but that's it puzzle solved caper vanquished mm -hmm. and we're on our merry way now the the team rocket uh, team Flare Grunts, ooh, Freudian slip. Uh, team Flare Grunts, who were blocking access to Route 15, have slunk away. So we have access to Route 15, which is a, I don't know, a lovely little. Really quaint, isn't it? Really charming. Lovely, lovely little pathway. What's it called? The Brune Way. Brune Way. Yeah. Leaf covered. 
Very beautiful. I like this tile set. It's like permanent, like autumn kind of. Mm, mm. And I really love the artwork as well for the Pokemon Rangers. I just think they look so cool, so trendy. Oh yeah, the ones that pop out of the piles of leaves. Oh yeah, yeah the leaves are they cool. They always just have such amazing combinations of Pokemon as well. I really like the Pokemon Rangers as a uh, trainer class. What an interesting story this route is trying to tell though. It's autumnal, it's sort of like spooky, there's like a um, haunted hotel at the end of it. Mm. And there are like hex maniacs and mysterious like fairy girls, like the gro- like creepy little doll girls. And I want to stop you right there. Yeah. Because that's a straightforward trainer danger, I think. This mysterious sisters combo. A hex maniac and a fairy tale girl? Oh, yeah, Rune and Ryan. And it's like... Baffling, baffling. Emo girl, and then like a sort of like disturbed, like little pretty, pretty princess, like <laughs> girl. It's hev- heavily implied that the fairy girl poke trainer type is a like living doll. I agree, yeah. Like an enchanted doll. She's reanimated by this hex maniac. Yeah. These two are creepy. You encounter a couple. These first two are like Rune and Rhyme, and then there's a couple more at like the next route. But I I did not like the vibes that you get from these mysterious sisters. Yeah. Their little illustration is like the most disturbed I've seen. You're not the only one who's creeped out by him because everyone keeps calling the Rangers out to do something about it. Yeah, because... all the Rangers are out here trying to lock them up. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. What a what an interesting story to to sort of glean from this whole area. Um and then there's just terrible Pokemon. It's like the worst of the worst. And I want to have a little bit of a discussion with you gentlemen here on Route 15, Brunway. Okay. I guess I'll phrase it as a question. Is it my you make me barf Pokemon of the week? Klefki. Interesting. There's plenty of little Klefkis jangling around in the uh, the tall grass here on Route 15. I'm not immediately repulsed by it, but conceptually, it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. Also, like, I can't quite visually work out what is the Pokemon? Because obviously the keys are separate, right? I think that's the whole idea of its kind of biology is that it's just this little, like, kleptomaniac. keys to it. Yeah, it was this, like, this, this, like, this little kleptomaniac fairy that goes around and steals people's keys. So is it literally just the kind of key ring yeah. that is the Pokemon with the little arms? In which case, it's so tiny. To me, I've pictured it, it as tiny. being, yeah, it's uh, eight inches tall. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dungeon master key ring. Like, I think that's what it is. Oh, yeah, it like hangs off your belt. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And then it collects or somehow acquires these other rings that I think are inanimate. I don't know that it can manipulate them. I don't think it is. But it's it's fairy type, which is interesting. It's not a ghost. I don't think it is uh, interested in manipulating them. Um, you, I guess I wouldn't expect either of you to know this, but clef in French is key, according to Bulbapedia. You're so bilingual. So it's key, key. And then it also may be a play on kleptomaniac. So he's just interested in stealing them. He just wants them. He just likes those shiny objects. Okay. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I don't love it. I don't know that I would barf at it. I think it's just difficult to wrap my head around it, you know? Yeah, it's it's tough to think about. Yeah. As you would say, challenging. It's challenging. Challenging, yeah. All right, we'll just table it for now then. I feel like it's one of those ones that I'm just completely indifferent about, right? Like, I've never trained one. I don't think I've ever kind of willingly caught one. No, I never will. No. Maybe I'll catch one. Maybe I'll train it. Tanner, it doesn't <laughs> evolve. I don't think you're going to. 
No, I love I love an evolution. Okay, so it's it's not going to be officially barf. You you think? No, I think you guys. Right. I I was I wanted to see if you guys had a a strong perspective on it, but since neither of you did, then no, we're leaving it behind. <laughs> Let's see what's at the end of Route 15. A giant haunted hotel lost hotel luigi's mansion good it sounds exactly like that in luigi's mansion <laughs> <laughs> so weirdly no no spooky people in here just punks mm. who are hanging around in this abandoned hotel drifters just like yeah it's all punk guys and girls mm-hmm. and i guess that you can get tricks for your rollerblades, because I just wasn't allowed to go in and meet the like punk king because they were like, oh, you don't know enough tricks. I'm like, I don't want to. Oh, I've learned a couple tricks. I don't care. I never use those fucking things at this point. Oh, it's just cool. You know, you'd go to the skate park and I think you can learn some, some Did tricks. you meet the punk king then? Their boss? Um, No, I don't think I did. It's one of those parts of the game that I've never, I've kind of forgotten about it as soon as I've passed through the route. I didn't even know that there were tricks that you could do. This is dreadful. I call myself like a lifelong fan. Same. There's that little trick set, whatever you call it, skate park, mm. uh, on like Route 2, like wherever Battle Chateau is. Yeah, by the daycare. At some point, I just like went in there to see if there was any items in there. And I think like by going in there, or, like by moving around on the ramps for some amount of time, it like then popped up a message that said like, congratulations, you've learned a new trick. But I don't remember how to do it so no one could pay tribute to the punk king i mean you could but i'm not going in there it's gonna take a stronger man than me i thought it was a fun set piece uh the dumpsters will like shake and like occasionally rotoms can come out which is fun yeah my sweet baby like (laughs) you can battle some punk girls and guys um and you can catch a few mon Mm. which i did and someone joined the the lineup no but i caught a magneton because i'm just catching them I'm like naturally playing. Gotta catch like, them all. why not? If I if I'm fighting them, and I want to do Alex, you don't know about this hot new segment. I'm calling it hot. We'll find out if it's hot. It's the second time we've done it. It debuted last week, which isn't out yet for you. I'm into it. He keeps hedging. It's called the Poke Checks Yourself, <laughs> and it's about wild Pokedex entries that just do not need to go where they go. This one for Magneton says, for why at least, it generates strange radio signals. It raises the temperature by 3.6 degrees Fahrenheit within 3,300 feet. Wow. That's not a mile, but it is more than a kilometer for you, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) So any time there's a fucking Magneton around, it's like raising the temperature around a kilometer around it. That's insane. And what's that mean? What's the radiation like implications of that? Right. Like, With the radio signals. Should I stay away from this thing? This is very bad. Like, wouldn't people like quarantine magnetons or kill them? <laughs> yeah. Like they're raising the temp- this climate change by a fucking magneton. We don't need this. And what happens when there's multiple in one place? Is it exponential? Probably. Like, <laughs> that's what happens at factory farms, That's Josh. crazy. It's just like, you don't. Know, why is it? It just doesn't have to go there. It shouldn't be that. Think about the implications of this thing roaming around. And they're not in danger. There's a lot. There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a ton. On the back of this new segment, one of my favorite team themes that I've ever played with, with one of the guests uh, on my own podcast, was Pokemon with the most batshit crazy Pokedex entries. And some of them are just yeah. so dark. 
so so macabre i want to be on that team at the pokemon company like yeah. the team that's like the person yeah. that gets to write the localized building this <laughs> like just... deep lore yeah all that they ever get is like here's a drawing of it here's its type figure it out <laughs> off you go yeah whatever you want fucking just go nuts i don't care nobody's checking this there's no copy editing i think cacturn in ruby and sapphire so really early on it was like it stalks humans through the desert until they are completely exhausted and then pounces on them when night falls like how sadistic for like i don't know eight nine-year-old me to be reading that at the time (laughs) oh yeah oh and i just i'm reading ahead so this is omega ruby but for magneton it actually comments on what we were kind of riffing about so magneton emits a powerful magnetic force that is fatal to mechanical devices Okay. As a result, EMP. large cities sound sirens to warn citizens of large-scale outbreaks of this Pokemon. So Magneton is a fucking terror. <laughs> a nightmare. They have sirens for this thing. There are a couple that I can remember from this playthrough that I did with uh, with Dory, my guest. Uh, the one for Gorbis is, Gorbis lives in the southern seas at extreme depths. Its body is built to withstand the enormous pressure of water at incredible depths. That's why it needs those seashell bras to protect <laughs> yeah. itself. Yeah. Although Gorbis is the very picture of elegance and beauty while swimming, it's also very cruel. When it spots prey, this Pokemon inserts its thin mouth into the prey's body and drains the prey of its body fluids. Whoa! Yuck. Yuck, yuck, so dark. yuck. That's awful. For the most forgettable Pokemon. She's not forgettable. She's got those bazongas that she has to cover <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, we both remembered the bazongas. Yeah. It's like the sharks in Dollywood, right? <laughs> sharks with massive tits that we were talking about last time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that's disturbing, though. It's a uh, a succubus, basically. Hmm. Um, anything else in uh, Lost Hotel, gentlemen? No, not for me. Route 16 or the... Melancholy Path. What a bummer of a game. Yeah. This whole sequence, this whole leg that we're on is all haunted hotels and spooky forests. This one truly is spooky, other than the roller skaters who are just kind of in the area. Uh, We're back to more kind of like spooky girls uh, and rangers, but there's plenty of little ghosties. Little ghosty mon in the the tall grass. Oh, yeah. The one that I want to talk about is Joshi's Sweetie, which is Pump Kaboo. And that seems pretty fucking obvious. Yes. Hard to get this one wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, w- I don't think I would even accept a critique of how this isn't a Sweetie. Yeah. Look at this. It's got like a little cat-esque head on top of a bouncing around like jaunty haunted pumpkin. Cute as a button. My one criticism, if I may, oh, I don't know. and it's light, it's light, okay. it's light. Very light, I hope. It doesn't really look like a Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. To me, it looks a bit like a knockoff Pokemon. <laughs> I could see that. A fake mom. <laughs> yeah, it's like so on the nose that it, it looks made up. I could see that, definitely. But I do like it. Have you guys seen some of the fake mom that are out there, though? Oh, yeah. There are some absolutely incredible artists that i so wish could be commissioned by the pokemon company and game freak because Truly. these illustrators and designers that have come up with their own concepts for games like you know entire regions gym leaders elite four Hell just yeah. amazing a couple of my favorites are at mr dj walnut and at barbie underscore e4 on twitter we'll have to give them a retweet too 
Joshua, I'm still putting my goddamn team in, so you have to tell me a little bit more about Pumpkaboo. I just think it's a hit. Um, I love that they come in different sizes. Yes. Uh, I don't know if it's a fetish, but there's some guy in uh, <laughs> in the next town. Let's just say it's a fetish. In Den- Dendemil town, who uh, is like asking like, oh, have you ever seen a, nobody believes me that there's a giant Pumpkaboo, and nobody believes this guy. And I guess I don't know what happens. I didn't. I did not encounter a supersized pumpkaboo. Uh, I only found like a medium one. But I think that does it's it just funny. affect the weight, or does it like manifest some yeah, other? Yeah, does it have like better stats or something? I don't know. Yeah, it will. It buffs their attack and hit points. I think at the detriment to its speed. Mm. Okay. I wish they would mess around with that more. Like every Pokemon you would think would not always be the exact same dimensions. Yeah, uh, and weight and everything, and I I think it's smart, and I wish they would do more with this, uh, where they change the stats based on the size of the Pokemon. So I like that. I'll say as well. this too. Innovative. I'll say this too. I'll say this too. I think it loses a little something when it goes up to Gorgeist, but not much. I think it still looks pretty cute. I don't mind Gorgeist. I but I love Pumpkaboo. Onward, gentlemen, to Dondemir. Dondemir Town. Very well done. Dondemir Town. I'm not even going to try that one. I already slaughtered it. The frozen north, God's country up here. (laughs) Uh, A hearty people. A handsome people. What's what's the equivalent in France? Yeah, what is this? Alps, maybe? But really, how impractical it is having that fucking roller skate L-pipe running through the center of it. Like, what schmuck at City Hall okayed that? Yeah, so oh, in yeah. the town planning department. The raddest one there, apparently. <laughs> How about a fucking ski lift? I mean, what are you talking about with this? Yeah, it's like a little chalet, a little French chalet in the French Alps. Yeah, that's what I would call it. There's nothing to be done on on this pass-through of Dendemil Town because first we have to go make our way up to the Frost Cavern for some roadblocky reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't use the mama swine that is here that operates like a Rhyhorn where you need to ride it to get through like deep snow. So you have to go into the frost cavern to figure out like why the mama swine is so scared or something. Right. And here we are. It's another goddamn caper. It's like classic Pokemon gaming. Yes. You know, they gave us a nice cave to slip around in and slide around in and solve solve sliding puzzles. I love it. Although, Tanner, was it not giving you fever dreams of being stuck in the Snowpoint gym again? <laughs> I mean... Oh, it did give me that. <laughs> especially because I was playing it, like, in a meeting earlier today, just to get through it for this recording. It's like, oh, damn it, ice puzzles. <laughs> I was going absolutely mad because there's a fucking, like, one corner on, like, the third floor where you can go down another... It, go down, and then you end up in a corner or something uh, of the second floor, and there's a yellow Pokeball, so you know it's a TM, and it's just a square room, and it seems like, on first glance, or slash, like, 15 minutes in there, for me, that you can only go around the corners because there's no, like, stalactite in... Of which one is it? Might? What, when they're on the ground? I don't remember. They hold on tight to the ceiling. Good. So, might. Yeah. So stalagmite. And it might reach the ceiling. But there aren't any that are in the middle of it, so you can't like... I could not figure out how to get over to this TM until I was just like frustratingly just like moving around on the D-pad, and then she slid diagonal. Fucking go I was diagonally. like, we well, just slide diagonally <laughs> this whole fucking time? 
Like, they don't tell you that. There's no way to figure it out until you just want to, like, ram yourself into the wall. Yeah. And then I got the TM and I was like, oh, I could have. I want the last 15 minutes of my life back. Anyway, um, did everybody know that? And I'm just an idiot. I didn't know you could do that. You're telling me I could have ice skated on the ice? No, they, you, you can use, now that we're not stuck with the D-pad, you can use the, the joystick. Okay, well. I didn't, uh, I didn't never, I never slid diagonally. You didn't? Nope. Oh, so you didn't get this to you. Yeah. I got through it the old-fashioned way. Okay. Grit. And determination. Well, the other thing I'll say about this Frost Cavern is Tanner, I bring my, my hat, my helm, Jones' helm, uh, I doff it to you. And I will tell you that I encountered several hordes of cub chews. And you are right. This thing is disgusting. <laughs> now that it's in 3D, it's frozen booger, like moves around. It's disgusting. I hate Big it. Big snotty pendulum. Uh, you're vindicated. Cub chew is barfy. Yeah, I know. I don't like this now yeah. that I can see the implication. Cup chew's disgusting. Uh, beer tick is also gross. Less gross, but also gross because that's just uh, boogers around its mouth. Yeah, I, I believe you, you know? Frozen boogers. You're right. Um, what is, well, I don't even remember what the resolution is. Oh, you, Team Rocket's down here. You go deeper. Team <laughs> you go deeper and deeper into the abyss, uh, this frost cavern, and you eventually make it to like a big open area and there's a big Obama snow overworld sprite that looks great yeah it's big four tiles uh, it's robust yeah and then there's a couple more um now it's team flares mabel is another like executive red visor and i guess their reason was they wanted to get its obama site obama whatever yeah Ab obama site obama night Ab obama site <laughs> uh so it can mega evolve and I looked up its mega evolution and it looks really cool and it's making me think about bringing Obama snow back into my team. Interesting. Interesting that you're all making all of a sudden making all these decisions about bringing ice types into your team after I told you last week that I have two dragon types. Well, I have an ice type. I have Aurora. So, so it's only replacing an ice type with another ice type. I'm assuming Obama snow has a thousand times the hit points and defense. The mega version is a lot better, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I would have to replace Venusaur too. I'm not going to have like two grass type. It would. The implications are a lot. Will be a lot to deal with in the end game here. You're stream sniping me. You're taking advantage of the knowledge you know from this podcast. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> also, did you guys seem to think that literally every item in Frost Cavern was an ice heal? Like, I feel like in 25 years of playing, I can confidently say I've never used an ice heal. There was a ton of ice heals. And yeah, it's the most useless one. <laughs> I think I can count on like one hand the number of times any of my Pokemon have ever been frozen in a game. Like it just never, ever happens. Oh, I think I'm probably up at two hands, but it's still pretty rare. So yeah, you vanquish her. You fire off a, an escape rope because no way you're going all the way back up. Oh, absolutely not. Through all those ice puzzles, which were apparently weren't puzzles. And you get that Obama site as a gift from the Obama snow, although you can't capture it. It does give us access at last to Route 17. The Pillowswine thing works just like the uh, Rhyhorn thing did previously. So clunky. Uh, except you're going through snow this time. So fucking clunky. God. Yeah, it stinks. If only they could all be as life and springy as the go-goat ride in the farm. You can go like explore and get items i absolutely did not i just beelined it for anastar city but did either of you go and look around 
Like, Route 17. Head was in the game. I mean, I think I got all the items, but like, there's nothing to write home about. In fact, I was upset. You could catch your Snover here. You can get a rare candy, but that's it. Yeah, you can get Snovers, Sneasels, and Delibirds. Delibird, another completely useless Pokemon that no one has ever thought about since. Absolutely not. Yeah, It's like Smeargle, like one of those Gen 2 kind of gimmicky ones that at the time were really cutting edge, but now just yeah. in the bin. It was It was novel. Before you can even step foot inside Anastar City, though, Serena slash Calum sends you a like WWF style like call out video, (laughs) like saying like meet me at Anastar Gym, you and me like Friday night, bring your best Pokemon. (laughs) So I say thank you to them for the heads up. I will go get the Simi monkeys out of my box. Hot Josh. (laughs) Useful for you. Jungle Josh and Drippy Josh. Mm -hmm. Train them up a little bit. So thank you for that. And then we have Anastar City in front of us, a beautiful kind of Cape town built up on the uh, the docks here with uh, yeah. this monument. Pretty uh, quick change of climate, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> it's got its own biome. It's the French Riviera. <laughs> Anastar's thing is that it's uh, it's got a big giant sundial. It's got this big bonkers sundial um, that I think is maybe some kind of like trans-dimensional battery for the gym it's like uh what's that rainbow bridge from thor i don't know it does that kind of thing sure good good metaphor because when you step into the gym that's too straight for me to know (laughs) yeah i I don't fucking know (laughs) far too heterosexual when you step into the gym it explodes around you shocking trippy as hell such an awesome concept yeah it's a pretty cool little set piece um before we get in there though is there anything you guys did in uh Anastar City before we took on our arrival. Oh yeah, I what I did was that I I took a quick break. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, welcome back, gentlemen. Uh, as I was asking Joshua, mm-hmm. did you do anything in Anastar? Uh, not much. There is not very much going on here. I talked to some girl who can reveal memories of Pokemon. Yeah, cherished memories between you and your Pokemon. A little impressive. Like, it's basically a, a gimmick to reveal, like, you know, where you caught your Pokemon and some of the specifics around it, like the Pokeball type and, like, it felt excited or whatever. But I tried it on one of my Wonder Trade Pokemon, and that was impressive because it told me, she told me that the golem that I got from Germany was caught in a cave and it was caught by a Pokeball and it was caught by Vito. Oh, Vito. Like it remembers the trainer <laughs> info. Oh, amazing. From this Pokemon from Germany. So I was pretty impressed with that technology. I should try it on these Pokemon that you say are hacked. The mayor cheat mon. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you should try it on them. Yeah. I'll report back next time. I'll tweet it. She takes off her wig and it's Looker and he's arresting you. God, what if it what if it did? What if it scrapped my game? That would suck. Did you guys get any good TMs in the uh from the girl in the Pokemon Center? Oh yeah, I love this. There's some yes. girl, a hex maniac, I think, who just gives you four different TMs based on what time of day it is. And I was fortunate enough that when I strolled in, it was the flamethrower one. Me too. <laughs> so you can expect oh, to see I that later psych on. Up. Easily the best one, flamethrower. <laughs> Fucking psycho. Oh, they all suck except for flamethrower. It's yeah. double team, psych up, and substitute. I mean, they have their uses, but... Yeah, but it's like far and away, it's fucking flamethrower is the best one. You can also check your um your hidden power. And you can learn about the... 
box art Pokemon. Xerneas uh, and Yvital. Yeah. Yvital? I have no idea. A big deer and a, uh, I don't know, bird. <laughs> They're both pretty ugly. The Simi boys, my Simi soulmates and I absolutely trounced Serena. Not even worth commenting on. It's like she she challenges you too much. Yeah, it's exhausting at this She's point. She's around way too much. It's not interesting. And it's always right before you're about to go into a gym battle as well. Maybe it's just to like juice your levels just a little bit right before you go into the, the gym. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I trounced her. I am assuming, I'm assuming you boys did too. Yeah, of course. Absolutely spanked her. Callum is a joke. Yeah. Well, him. Yeah. And a start gym, as we said, you walk in, it's this small room and then through some kind of, I assume, dark eldritch magic. Definitely. The walls blow off and we're exposed to the like blistering magnitude of the entire cosmos. And there was us scratching our heads over these sheer drops in most of the other gyms. Like, how in the hell has this one got its own gravitational field? Yeah, and it looks like Rainbow Road, where it's like it the stars and like constellations and like multicolored pathways. That again, it's a maze. Yeah, a, just a cosmic maze. Clearly a Rainbow Road situation. I think if you fall off, uh, Laotu or whatever his Lakitu, name is, yeah. Lakitu flies down and grabs you and brings you back up. I should have tried that. Yeah, it's a maze. Yeah, it's just a terrible maze. It reminded me of that, like, Giratina maze that we did back in... Oh, my God, the oh, distortion world. Oh, yeah. gosh, yeah. Yeah, it's going down. through the portals and following paths. Ugh, terrible. But you get through it and you fight Olympia, who is just an absolute breeze. Oh, my God. <laughs> but she is giving it to us. High camp, the sculpted wig, Definitely. the flared yeah. jumpsuit, the cape, another <laughs> bi icon, the biconic <laughs> legend herself. Miss Olympia. Yeah, as soon as, as right before you're about, and she says basically nothing, and then it's about you're you're about to throw down, and then her cape unfurls, and it's like the cosmos. And she like levitates into the air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, stunning, absolutely stunning. Uh, and then she has just a few little ugly little psychic Sigilyph, type Pokemon, Sigilyph, Slowking, Meowstick. Meowstick. Yeah. Nothing impressive. Nothing. Um, forty four, forty five, and forty eight. Nothing. I just kept uh. I don't know, blasting it with whatever Sylveon's offensive type move is. I don't have like a great psychic counter, but I just use Delphox and just flamethrower everybody. Pretty easy. Yeah. Bug? Yeah, pretty easy. My, um, my, uh, one of my Pokemon had Shadow Ball, so it was a, oh, an absolute cakewalk. Shadow Ball. Jealous. <laughs> I suppose it's time now that we reveal our teams to one another in a, segment that we like to call level check level check level check joshua tell me about no you know what i've heard about your team enough yeah let's switch it up i don't even have anything that exciting to say alex alex has much more exciting things to say i think we don't even know what the hell he has tell me about your team obviously i told you about how my character is whitney from goldenrod city so i based my team in part off all of the normal type Pokemon who acquired the fairy type in Gen 6, apart from Togepi, because it evolves with a shiny stone, which one of my other Pokemon does. And I was like, if it's the choice between the two of them, then it's a no-brainer. But also all of the different iterations of Whitney's teams in the various games that she features in. So things like, you know, including like the Black and White 2 World Tournament and, and oh, stuff like that. Yeah. Po oh my gosh, I've been playing loads of Pokemon Stadium 2 recently in the Gym Leader Castle, just 
Fantastic. So it was cool because it was a pretty limited pool to choose from, but with just enough variation to be able to give me a bit of versatility to my team. So some of the Pokemon that I wanted weren't available, so I had to take my starter far enough in the game until I had access to the daycare, and then I could do some breeding and trading around and stuff. But most of them I had access to within the first kind of couple of routes and gyms and stuff. Right. So, of course, I couldn't be Whitney without her MVP, the lactose legend herself, oh. Miltank, <laughs> <laughs> coming in at level 49. Absolute boss hog. I have not run one of these in so long. Oh my god. Just brilliant. Although I kind of get the impression that I'm going to be severely underleveled. So yes. we'll see how this we'll see how this pans out. <laughs> I can probably confirm that. Are you, is Whitney, does she nickname her Pokemon or is it classic gym leader where they're just what they are? Classic gym leader, although in the beginning, one of the really cute um, kind of features of Pokemon Stadium 2 is that a lot of the trainers, they all have the same nicknaming convention. So one of the the lasses in Whitney's gym names all of the Pokemon with the uh, suffix et. So like Maril is like Marilette and Centret is Centretet or whatever. Um, But no, no nicknames in uh, this. I I clearly just ran out of weird kids' names of kids I've I've taught in my teaching career. (laughs) Peanut and Dilbert were uh, were taken last time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least the parents didn't find out, you know. You got away with it, so that's all that really matters. Exactly. (laughs) And I'm not going to be a teacher in in two months' time anyway, so they can come after after me all they want as a conversation for another time. Oh, this comes out in... A week, so there's still some time. <laughs> I'll still be, still be, still be a teacher then for them to come yeah. after me. <laughs> um, Clefable, of course, another one of Whitney's signature mons, level fifty. An incredibly diverse move pool. It can learn just about anything, and really fantastic when you're kind of like breeding egg moves and things. Next up is Gramble, uh, another one who transitioned from normal type to fairy type in Gen Six. One of my all-time favorites, like ever since the days of the anime. I don't know if you guys can remember. Um, there was this character called Madam Much Money in the Johto series, and she was this this kind of aristocrat who yeah, had yeah. this pet novel who oh she. My God. Like, you know, babied and everything. But um, yeah, Absolute Beast, level 53. Another one who I have never run before because I think there were just so many other, like, better normal flying jewel types. But um, Dodrio, level 54. Very strong, very fast. This was probably the longest running on my team, like, caught way back around kind of like the roller skate park after Lumio's. Dodrio. Dodrio, yes, Dodrio. Interesting. I've always been kind of intrigued by running a Dodrio, actually, with the Tri Attack, Drill Peck. Yeah, Drill Peck is. I mean, those are classics. I'm sure its moveset is even more diverse now, but Mm. Drill Peck, wow. Mm -hmm. What a move. Wigglytuff, level 51, one of my OG faves, along with Starmie. Uh, I would definitely have one of these on my team in real life, especially now that it's dual, fairy normal type. And lastly, my personal jewel in the crown, uh, Sinchino, level 54. In my headcanon, where I am the gym leader of my own gym, and I've got my little like normal type kind of preschool set up, this would be my one to be. I think Minchino is just so adorable. Minchino. And Definitely. it's Evolution Sinchino, just like so bougie, just like swathed in those tail scarves. Even its name is bougie. Yeah, literally that. Sinchino. And it has this incredible ability called Skill Link. And Skill Link basically, uh, if it is a move which can attack up to five times, so something like Bullet Seed or Icicle Spear or Spike Cannon or Pin Missile, it always hits five times. Oh, Oh, that's brilliant. That's great. And the trick is, I don't know why I'm giving this away now before we've battled, but you attach, you give it a King's Rock to hold. And a King's Rock, when a Pokemon is holding it, it gives the likelihood, it's a raised likelihood that your opponent might flinch. 
Uh, and obviously, if it's getting hit five times in one attack, it like quintuples the chance that the opponent's going to flinch when oh, it gets man. hit. So just that's great. Amazing. And that's Whitney's team. All right. Scary. Yeah, it is scary except for the levels. <laughs> yeah, the levels aren't going to be doing you any favors. I can scale them up. I'm going to scale them up on uh, on Pokemon Showdown. Okay. I'm not going to let Tana, Tana beat the shit out of me like he did back in Heart Gold, Soul Silver. <laughs> Joshua? Joan of Arceus, her chivalrous band of knights. She's got John II, Delphox, level 63. Saint Catherine, Aurorus, level 63. Renault? Venusaur, level 62. Saint Mi- Michael. <laughs> Saint Michael. Saint Michel. Uh, Dragalgy, <laughs> level 62. I'm liking that thing. Uh, and then Lahir, Heliolisk, level 62. And Pangoro is off the team. Pangoro's got chopped by me, too. Cut. Cut. And double cut. Pangoro has been replaced with the Bishop, the Bishop of Orleans. Ooh. Halucha. Ooh. Oh. Level 55. Ooh. So lower level took me a while to like get it, but I did get one with an adamant ma- nature, so I'm pretty happy with that, and uh, I'm liking it. It's got its signature move now, Flying Press, that is treated as both a fighting and a flying move simultaneously. And Oh, is that the only move that's ever done that? It's definitely the first one. I don't know if it's the only one at this point. That's cool. Its animation is like, do you remember that game, like the GameCube game, Beautiful Joe? Yeah. That's like the cell shading animation and it's like a comic book kind of a thing. And like Flying Press animates like that where Halucha like leaps into the air. Looks like a manga. And then like swoops down and then it's got all the like white background and like little like speed lines it's very good yeah it looks cool now i'm really liking halucha i'm into it Although i still can't do fucking sky battles or whatever because it's not technically in the air it's animation even though i can fly around on it like (laughs) the sky battle thing is stupid that's my last note on that i just don't even engage him anymore and just walk away tanner lovemaker 69 is here with his team he he we um we had a bit of a week the boys and I, we went to Cafe La yeah a ton. We treated ourselves to dinner almost every single night, uh, sometimes many times a night, sometimes <laughs> many times an hour. Uh-huh. Uh, would treat ourselves to dinner at Cafe La yeah. So Uncle Duck, two, <laughs> Sylveon, level 62. Did some work. Oh, fuck. Did some work. Fuck me. <laughs> Kickchard, Lucario, level 65. Second hand took, Haxorus, level 62. Frogger, Greninja, level 63. Pontiac, Talonflame, level 62. Makeout Champ, Go Goat, level 63. Guys, send help. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sending a flare right now. <laughs> Rest in pedals. Shall we do this the gentleman's way? The king's way? Where Josh and I determine the champion of experience share and that champion takes on Alex Bug. Oh, yeah. For control of the show. I think we must. Let's get after it. Joshua. I'll take you on first in Pokemon Showdown. I have my team programmed. Thank you both for Mine as well. speaking so much this episode so I could quietly program my team in the background. Good job. All right. Round one. Fight. All right. We got to keep moving uh, here because we got to get to my battle with Bug. Yes, my battle with Bug anyway. absolutely trounced Josh. Okay. He's, that he's was not a putty. trouncing. 
That was not a trouncing, and I thought I was. I have no win. fingernails left. I have no <laughs> fingernails left. Yeah, it was a very close game. We did play with anything goes, so we could both do our mega evolutions: my Venusaur and Tanner's Lucario, and both of them were very interesting. Yeah, lots of poison play on my team actually, because the the fairies. Lots of poison play. Your Greninja got poisoned and got down to eight percent. The last one was me and Dragalge. Yeah, versus Frogger. And my only other active Greninja. Pokemon is my Sylveon, who's only at 10%. Yeah. So very close. And my Dragalge made it to 1% and would have been able to kill the Frogger, the Greninja, and then it flinched oh because of uh, extra sensory. And Sylveon had like 10% health, and it would have been super, like the Dragalge's poison yeah. attacks would have been super Sludge effective bomb. against yeah. it. It was it was the most tense battle I've I've ever experienced. The two big swings were Sylveon scale swapping thick fat away from Venusaur, so I could really lay into you. Yeah, that was great. And you forgetting that Frogger is I, dark I type. I forgot that dark Greninja type, is yeah. dark we type. All did. My psychic didn't work from Delphox, so that was probably the nail in the coffin. All right, Joshua, we'll hear from you after uh, Alex and I battle. Yeah, yeah, and then. Uh, We'll talk about the results of that battle. Hopefully, we can retain ownership of our podcast. Please, really, please, Tanner. it's a legal nightmare. I have no idea who it even belongs to anymore, but we'll figure it I out. I feel like we've had a good season. We're on the up and up. Like we really got to keep it locked down. I know. All right, let's battle, Alex. I'll find you. Round two, fight. Alex, guys, I won. <laughs> With five of my Pokemon still. What a match. Still in play. It's like your team was built to take my team down. It's the power of the normal type, see? Well, dual normal fairy, but... The two fairies were instrumental against Haxorus. Your Dodrio was... A beast. Brilliant against my Go-Goat, amongst others. I made the crucial mistake of forgetting that Greninja is dark this time. Matchup mayhem. Matchup mayhem. Matchup mayhem. Matchup mayhem. And you landed a pretty hard, dazzling gleam on him. <laughs> Just well fought all around. I had, I had, I, there was nothing I could do. I was chaff. I mean, guys, as a caveat, Tana did very graciously let me increase my levels by ten. There was some. But you were still under. There me. was still. They were still under levels, and like there was still <laughs> my highest one was like still lower than. Tanner's lowest one. No, it's just a. But it's a beautiful team. Honestly, it's a work of art. I'm very proud of them. They've worked very, very hard. Yeah. The good boys and girls that they are. Congratulations, Josh. Anything you want to say? <laughs> uh, good job, Alex. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <laughs> Josh had to leave. Yeah, again, this is becoming a bit of a common thread now. I'm wondering if it's me. It's fucking getting personal. It is you because you are five. Uh, Five hours behind us. Yeah, you guys are very graciously interrupting your work day just to... Uh... He had to go to a happy hour. Don't feel bad for him. <laughs> cool. Well, well fought. The control of the podcast is ceded to you. Um, please don't do anything we wouldn't do. And enjoy. I promise not to run with scissors. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Alex Bug. You have your own podcast. It's called Gotta Snatch Them All. Please tell the bug catchers about it please i would love to um so i have my own pokemon podcast gotta snatch them all where i chat with notable members of the queer community all about our lifelong love of pokemon we do some battling too which is always super fun 
you can check out some of my interviews with some of the Drag Race girls, a couple of Twitches, most notable Pokemon streamers. Um, you can go and find it on most podcast platforms. And the best way to find me is on Instagram at gottasnatchatmall.pod. And uh, I also, shameless plug, I have just, this sort of goes back to the conversation earlier on about how I'm leaving teaching. Um, I have just started my own gender neutral manicure business. Oh. Yeah. So that is my, that's my fruity little, you know, I turned 30 and I just thought, do you know what? Why not? Uh, which yeah. you can check out at put it in neutral, like put it in neutral, uh, with full stops. Uh, do you call them full stop? No, you call them periods, don't you? Periods. Put dot it dot in dot neutral n-u-d-e-t-r-a-l on instagram um even if you're not in the area a little like and a little follow goes a long way for small businesses like me yeah hell yeah uh so please do go and check it very out very fun yeah creative pursuits love it what a busy man you are and i also can i just say one more thing one more tiny thing yeah. so i have just released a children's book um <laughs> So look at him, unstoppable. <laughs> so I, I've been working on it for four years. It is going to be available in the next week or so on Etsy. I'm going to post about it on my own um, podcast Instagram page, but also on the nail page and anywhere I can, basically. But I've been working on it for four years. It is a really lovely, whimsical story. It's called Hamish Le Fig, the wig making pig, and it's about this gorgeous, cartoonish <laughs> little pig who makes wigs out of weird and wonderful, wacky things. And it is just a, a heartwarming story all about how it's not what's on our head it's what's inside our head that counts um and so you'll be able to buy it on etsy i can ship it worldwide and stuff lovely again it's like a little creative pursuit that i've worked really hard on for the last four years i would love for it to be able to get up off the ground uh and yeah every little sale counts really um so yeah thank we'll you we'll so tweet much. about it so bug catchers can find it on at exp share pod on twitter and Instagram. We'll, we'll put it in both places. So thank you. Go buy it. <laughs> and next week we have Steve from It's Super Effective on. Uh, he's going to join us for the eighth and final gym going head to head with Wolfric. Anything else, Alex? No, just that for the moment. <laughs> okay. Just those, just those four plates that I'm spinning at the moment. But <sighs> Well, thank you again for coming on. And thank you so much for, um, I guess, handing my ass to me, you know? It's really humbling. You rode one back, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Please do follow the show uh, everywhere that you follow podcasts. And do follow us on Twitter and Instagram at expsharepod. And follow the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers. You can have fun with the crew there. I don't know what goes on there. I'm sorry I don't use it all that much. Reddit confuses me sometimes. I should be better about it. Please do uh, buy the merch, expsharemerch.com, um, and check out Josh's new website at expsharepod.com. That's it for us, Alex Bug. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. We're going to have to figure out a, an approach to our iconic end here, but I'm just going to leave it in your capable hands, and I'm going to say, Alex Bug, Bug Catchers, goodbye. So I was tasked with trying to translate smell you later into French and I mean I'm going to absolutely butcher this pronunciation for this. De senti plus tard. You did a De senti plus tard. Did a better job than Josh would have. <laughs> Goodbye bug catchers. Bye guys. <gasps> oh, I forgot he's I forgot he's dark. <laughs> Josh is going to be so proud of me. <laughs> <sighs>